this is episode Nerds I View. Nope. <laughs> yes, it is. Nope. What number is it? Uh, two fifty-eight. Possibly, maybe. It's Nerds I View. Uh, I, I said things in the wrong order. That's fine. Uh, this is for the twelfth of January. Are you taking that deep pause because it's cold in here? Uh, no, because it was the eleventh before, but then this man changed it. Mm. It's the week of the eleventh. The week of the eleventh. Yeah. At some point. In the future. This is how it is on every document you've never noticed. No, Forever. but it was 11 when I filled it out earlier, and now it's 12. I feel like you just don't notice. You don't notice. I know for a fact that You're it's not. different. Because I saw uh, one, 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 and I was like, oh, three ones. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't change it. I anything. made a mental note. I changed Someone nothing. changed it. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this pet cowboy. All I did was write my name incorrectly. And that is the voice of our good friend, Matthew Esposito. Yep. How do you say my last name again? Esposito. Thank you. Cesposito. Cesposito. I'll yeah. take this. Both are equally... A yes. Ces patio. <laughs> we call you Matthew John Leguizamo the Pest Esposito. Esposito. Es yeah. Esposito. Oh, shit. I'm sure you love being compared to John Leguizamo. Uh, he was the clown in Spawn, so him yeah, and I have a thing. That was his one redeeming thing, in my opinion. <laughs> I also like the pest. <laughs> Leave yeah. me alone. Well, it came out at a time we were just like, yeah, we could we could do a dorky movie. I was That's nine. Fine. This is yeah. acceptable. Yeah. That's how everyone's acting at nine anyway. I want a Jeep with a massive stereo system. Don't we all? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Andrew? Good. And I'm Jordan. Let's get to it. What are we going to review? Oh, The Revenant. Okay. And, but before that, we're going to talk about things, mostly new releases. And before that, we're going to talk about the top 10. Uh, but after... Our initial review, we'll have our guessing ending segment. And after that, we'll have our discussion where we're going to talk about all the spoilers. But first, we're going to do the top 10. One of us is not paying attention to the document. <laughs> uh, count me down, boys. I might have a number 10. Concussion. Because I have a feeling of absolute number Joy. 10. Sorry, I jumped again. Because I watched number eight. I went in the chipmunks, the road chip. Uh, I feel like you gave it a real number seven. Big short. Don't make me number six. Hateful hate. Because you have too many, number five. Sisters. So I took him out into number four. The forest. Because number three. Daddy's home. Uh, and when he did come home, he was number two. The revenue. Which bows down to number one. I am awake. <coughs> okay. <laughs> really? That's how we're, okay. Close enough. All right. I thought I had heard early reports that Revenant was taken over the box office time. I think based on estimates, everyone thought that. And then when the final numbers came in this morning, mm-hmm. it just barely, it etched it out by just 3 million hmm. or 2.5 million. That's really close. I mean, based on going to the theater yesterday, and uh, it was packed, and you couldn't yeah. get screenings. Yeah, yeah. There was, we went to a one one p.m. showing today, and there's like maybe three other people when we walked in. But as you know, trailers came on, and people just shuffled in. Like it was, there was a good amount of people there for the middle of a day on a Monday. This guy, yeah, was, the guy was like pumping gas, and he's like, "Oh shit, the Revenant's on oh, right yeah. now." <laughs> there was there was definitely a line last night for the Revenant. It oh, was, that's cool. It was a strange experience. I'm glad the trailer worked. I, I'm glad that th- there was only one person in this room who hated the trailer. I'm going to say the trailer 
worked because it had Leo. I vaguely remember it. There's the only Leo thing, star power. The only thing I remember from it, I was like, oh, this is either like the gray or this is like Dances with Wolves. It was a little calm, a little calm. Yeah, and the, pretty much delivered. Yeah. But it had been such a long time, you know, since November when I saw Spectre. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. That I had seen yeah, this trailer. We've, we've seen the trailer like every time we see a movie. Mm-hmm. That's why this guy's sick of it. Mm. I just get sick of trailers sometimes. Are you glad that it's out so you don't have to see it anymore? Yep. I was so glad when the trailer started because I like, at least I don't have to see the Revenant trailer before the Revenant. <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, my goodness. There's always a chance I might see it one more time just because, like, the trailer one more time because of, you like know, going to a th- yeah, yeah. $3 theater or something. Yeah. They like uh, to play old ones. <clears throat> did did I talk yet about I saw sisters? No, it was it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was pretty funny. Tell me about your sisters. Yeah, it's raunchy. I heard it's raunchy. Yeah, it's raunchy. Yeah, it's an R-rated comedy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, it's got some real it's got some real good. This humor. ain't your folks kind of comedy. No, I, it gets a little over the top, which I kind of get tired of sometimes in yeah. these kinds of movies where it's like, all right, we get it. Like you're a movie, you're going to do everything. Like, yeah, I feel like over with. Daddy's Home falls into that category and, and oh, Bad God, Grandpa, yeah. or Dirty Grandpa is going to fall into that so category. But I feel like too. I like Dirty Grandpa. Oh, gosh. I like Robert De Niro too much well, right yeah, now. Well, yeah, I know. I like him too much right now. You're too forgiving. I yeah. just don't like, uh, what's the dude, the other guy in the movie? Zac Efron? Yeah, I feel like he's just playing the same guy in every movie now, which is kind of very annoying. Uh, we liked him in... <laughs> well, uh... We have no friends. What is it called? We are your friends. We are your friends. We have no friends. That's the funny spoof of that movie, where it's just a bunch of nerds in a room and they never leave. I don't know if I liked him in it, but I liked just like everything that was going on in that it's movie. It's such a weird movie because have you seen the Rotten Tomato score? It's like thirty-one or something. Yeah, people don't like it. Yeah, but you know what? It was weird. It's something. It, it there's something there. It touched our hearts there's in a weird way. There. Really? Yeah. I've been trying to touch your hearts this entire time. <laughs> Well, I think we I'm have clothes on. I've also oh. been ready for Wes Bentley to make a return. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was so good in that first Hunger Games. Right. And it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he, he came back, guys. Is that Beard Man? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, Wave Beard. Yeah, Wave, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not to be confused with Bird Man. It's so crazy. Oh, like, John yeah. Berthal's in We Are Your Friends. <laughs> yes. And he plays a weird side character. <laughs> It's yeah. It's uh, we were talking about Punisher before the oh, uh, oh my God. Uh, the old show started. It's so funny how it comes back around. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Star Wars coming in hot. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be in the theaters for? Star Wars? Because I don't think it'll ever leave. People people are talking about uh, the fact that the reason why Titanic and Avatar made so much money is because it was in the theaters for months. Well, yeah, months it's, and it, months. When a movie makes money, they're not going to kick it out of the theaters. Yeah. That's just that's just uh, business. Capitalism. <laughs> business. Uh, friend of the show, Matt Benson, uh-huh. uh, saw it two days ago again. I bet he did. Yep. He can't stop. Yep. What number is that for him now? Five. Five. Yeah. Good man. I'm at four. I was really hoping Hateful Eight would be coming up a little higher. I know it was because of the wider release, but I don't know. I think yeah. I think people who cared about it saw the Roadshow, mm-hmm. which I'm but bummed. It's, it's gone completely. The Roadshow. It's, it's crazy because Hateful Eight has actually made more money right now than the revenant uh and because it added up all those small showings over the last two weeks yeah but yep. it's it took it a little longer to get there yup yup you know mm-hmm. that's how it is <clears throat> i don't know do you think i mean do you think this is a sign that maybe next week star wars won't be number one what's coming out this well i mean we'll talk about that at the end of the show but it's you know some some well, comedies wh- some dramas. what did it make last week uh, we didn't do a normal show, so I didn't. No, I don't know. I have no idea. It's probably been having, you know, recently. Mm. 
but I could see it still making like 30, 30 next week. Yeah, me too. You never know. I, I think it'll level out and stay that way for a couple of weeks. It's it's making money at such a good pace that uh, if it's in the theater for like maybe another month or two, mm-hmm. like it's gonna it's gonna pass everything. Yeah, obviously, as it should. It's crazy though. It's like a, a first week release, and and you know this is the silly season, right? We're in it. This is it. <laughs> the a first week release. 12 million. I think actually this weekend I would say marks the first week of silly season. At January going on. Because the, the at least the first week of January you get the Oscar holdouts, the ones that were in limited release that get a wide release. Right. It's once you hit that second week. I mean, once we get to what's coming out this week and it's like, "Oh boy. Like, yeah, here we go." It's guys. getting rough. Well, but even but do you want to know why it only made 12 million? It's a horror film. Yeah. And who sees horror films in January? Uh, apparently Hollywood says we need 12 to because people. 12 yeah, that's the math totally works out. I, I think like the horror film industry is like, okay, we need to have horror movies in unexpected times. So there's always one at Christmas now. Yeah. There's usually one in the summer. I mean, it does seem that way whenever you do a top 10, there's usually a horror film, mm-hmm. a child's film, or a kid's film, a, a comedy. drama, comedy, raunchy comedy. There's It always breaks down that way. But um, Always got that subgenre of raunchy comedy. Yeah. I mean, you need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not to be confused with the ranchy comedy. Ranchy. Yeah. Well, yeah, because those you just dip broccoli in. Uh, well, not me. <laughs> no, sorry. Not eating the broccoli, right? <laughs> nope. Oh, I, love, I love those little trees. I want to eat them with ranch. Cauliflower? Straight up, though. Yeah. This has been yeah, I like cabbage. Matthew. I like cabbage way more than lettuce. I'm a carrot man all the way down. Lettuce more than cabbage. Oh, carrots, nice. Yeah. Like carrots. They help your good. eyes. As you can see, I've been eating lots of carrots. All of us. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion going on right now. It's because Jordan wears glasses. All the players on the field, they're looking around. They don't know what's going on. This is VeggieCast, no? <laughs> VeggieCast. Welcome to VeggieCast. <laughs> Nerds I veg. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoa, that is sitting on the boundary of something else. <laughs> what? What? <I'm> sorry. <laughs> what? <clears throat> but right. 100, 142 is nothing to sneeze at. I think it'll be much less next week. Um, but I don't think anything that's coming out next week is going to dethrone Star Wars or Revenant. Wait, you didn't, Revenant. you didn't get that right with Star Wars. It's been out longer than four weeks. I'm looking at your number here. I don't know what's going on. That's what it said. Can mm. I math right now? Because it came out the week of Christmas, right? Like a couple days before Christmas. Then the Big nice. Short hasn't been out for five weeks. Are your numbers backwards? No, these are all right. That's weird. I'm looking at these numbers. These are right. The boys are all right, too. Okay. I don't mm. know what's happening right now. It just doesn't look right to me. Something looks fishy. Maybe you need glasses? Okay. Uh, what? It's not that important. It's not important at all. In fact, oh, I'm not the host of the show. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I feel like that was a, uh, a, try, a try and segue. In fact, you know here's a word important. from our sponsor. <laughs> what is important? Is You've ever listened to Grissom on the Run? <laughs> oh, yeah, Christ. the numbers are wrong. Okay. But, I mean, th- that's what... IMDb has them. Booyah in okay. your face, so, Jordan. Uh, I mean, Big Short might have been in limited release. I just don't... I didn't know. I don't know. No, their numbers are wrong. I think all of these numbers are wrong. Except are for they the in forest. the future? All right. My bad. I'm Good. sorry. I had bad intel. Good. In a world Good where luck. intel is bad. All right. Let's move on to what's coming out new on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, <clears throat> DVD and Blu-ray. Hotel Transylvania 2. I still need to see that first one. But live it up. Don't do that. that. I heard this one's good. <laughs> I heard this one's pretty good. Uh, I haven't seen it yet either. I just uh, I like talking about it. I like the first one. 
Is it maybe one of the few good Adam Sandler things coming out? Well, um, it was, of course, directed by Gendy Tartakovsky. Yeah. We all like, I hope. I don't know. Jordan doesn't like animated things. I don't. Uh, first of all, I love animated things. Second, I don't know the names of people. Uh-huh. He did. He did Clone Wars, and he did Samurai Jack. He did. I love uh, Samurai he did Dexter's Jack. Lab. Dexter's Lab. Mm-hmm. Samurai Jack is maybe one of my most favorite things yeah. ever. So y'all need to. The original, original Clone down. Wars. Well, that animated before it was CGI. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I gave a double original in there. Uh, also, The Martian, which we reviewed in episode two forty-five. Mm-hmm. Jordan. Yeah. You liked it. Yeah, I liked it fine. Best yeah. comedy of the year. Did you see with the Martian? No, it was. Well, it did, in fact, win best comedy of the year, <laughs> My, Golden Globe. And the last movie I saw was Spectre. Yeah, I'm a real big movie guy these days. I don't know. What I you're saw. Doing. I saw it the other day at a three dollar movie theater. Oh no, actually, well, technically, I saw a movie, but it was not in the theater. It was that uh, Martin Sheen one where he's like on a uh, journey. He's walking a lot in it. It was pretty good. It's it cute. The long walk. Something no. like that. No, that's the longest yard. <laughs> Uh, the way I think it's called the way, the way. Yeah, it's cute. It's all nice, right. fun. Uh, all right, so now we're gonna yeah. play our little game where I'm gonna make the both of you attempt to guess what this film that's coming out new on DVD only uh, this week is. Uh, so we'll start with Matt. Oh, sure. uh, the name of this film is Flutter. Of course, Flutter. So I will give you oh. one additional piece of information. <laughs> I was that just you going. Can choose from. Okay. He's about to pull a Benson. <clears throat> All right. Well, t- you and Benson pulled a Benson. Flutter, of course. Yeah, he's the, uh, I got caught up in the, the drama. I will tell you either. Uh, can I even figure out what that is? I don't even know what that is on the cover. I, that's, that's a clue. I don't know what's on the cover. Um, I will either tell you the what looks to be the tagline. Or, um, you know, what I think is on the cover. I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take the tagline. Okay. Everyone has a price. Everyone has a price. Flutter. Everyone has a price. All right. Well, Flutter is a, it's a rag to riches story. Flutter is a, a, a guy who had been uh, picked on his entire life, but all he wanted to do was be a part of the mob. Mob said no. And he took him down took him down in very sadistic, dark, scary ways, kind of like Saw. Saw for the mob, a.k.a. Flutter. That's what I got. I'll take the other piece of info. All right, so I'm going to describe the cover to you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so it's kind of like split in three, mm-hmm. right? So the left hand, left side, there's, there's a man's face, and he's holding a gun. The right side is another man. He's making like, he like, like, he's making like a screamy, screamy O face, and he's holding money. Yeah, Matt did a very good approximation. Uh, the middle piece, it looks to be, from the back, we are seeing a man, I believe in a bunny suit? Yep. Uh, and I th- he either has money or mouse traps attached to him. I can't tell. <laughs> Honestly can't tell. 100%. All right, Jordan. Flutter, everyone has a price. That's, th- that's the cover. <sighs> Get rich or die fluttering. Yeah, this is a uh, kind of a... Uh, People trying to make a hitch movie, and oh. it's about it's about a agency where uh, people try and and get people to fall in love with other people, and it, that's what it means. Their hearts going to flutter. <laughs> Sometimes you also need a gun for that. Explain the bunny suit. Uh, <laughs> look. Sometimes you need a hostage situation to make someone realize that the other person's heroic. 
All right, so here's here's the real story of Flutter, a film that came out this year. Uh-huh. Already, what? It, it, it just got released straight to DVD. Um, you, you might know some of these names: Billy Zane, Luke oh, Evans. Oh, Billy Zane. Uh, but it's it's about a man named John who I like Luke, I like Luke Evans, who is an out of control gambler and who will do anything for money. And when a mysterious new bookie starts to offer more unusual, individually tailored bets with bigger payoffs and greater risks, John spirals into a dangerous world of deceit and dare with the stakes higher than he can ever imagine. Okay. Sure. <coughs> Movies are weird, guys. Movies are real weird. <laughs> Makes my heart flutter. Mm. Uh, Have you ever no- heard that phrase before? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's coming out on Blu-ray that matters. I don't know. Damn. Sorry. Down, some down on the Blu-ray. What? Uh, TVD. This is where we... This uh, is where we'll, Andrew hates Blu-ray. We'll play our other game. Where oh, I feel like this is a easy. Uh, it could be. <laughs> where Matt and I will attempt to guess whether or not Jordan has seen these TV shows. You mm. can't guess for the first one because you know the answer. I know the answer to the first one. Uh, Mr. Robot, the complete first season. I know Jordan has. I remember him talking about it. But at what level? So there are different levels. Have I seen the entire season? Oh. Some of the episodes or most of them or just like the first episode or I haven't seen it at all. You've seen some of the episodes. I've watched every single episode. Oh, shit. I've even participated on their like ARG online stuff. I want you, Mr. Robot. He was on the show. You are Mr. Robot? He was Mr. Tobor. He's He's a synth? You were the shadow version of Mr. Robot. Wow. Wow. I don't watch the show. Can you tell? It's pretty crazy that he he got a Golden Globe. Uh, Yeah. All right. Next up on TVD, we got Sherlock. Christian Slater got a Golden Globe. Uh, uh, Christian Slater? I was going to say Ethan Hawke. I thought it would have been Mr. Robot himself. Oh, I don't know how that works. I'm sorry. I thought it would be the little, the weirdo kid. No. Okay. I don't think he did. Uh, uh, Also on TVD, we have Sherlock, the Abominable Bride. Which was the Victorian style Christmas special, which came out. I would watch that. I would recently. watch that. Uh, Say Victorian and I'm in. Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's with the same characters from the Sherlock BBC show with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. But Sorry, who? Benedict Cumberbatch. Sorry, Martin who? Martin Freeman. Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. You know what? I was going to say something, but you guys took it. You took the cake on it. Good job. Cumberbatch. Bitch. <laughs> um it's it's pretty great that this is already coming out on DVD because it was like it just came out onto the TV screens and now and it was also in theaters. Somehow. Wow. Yeah, and now it's on DVD. So Locally yeah. or the reason, over there. The reason why he didn't win for Mr. Robot is because John Ham won for Mad Men. Oh sure. Because it was the last season. Ham John. Uh oh, we didn't even try and guess if Jordan watches the Sherlock's. Because obviously he hasn't seen this. Well, I don't know. He could have seen this. but he, He's seen none of it. I'm going to say he's seen some of Sherlock. Oh, Sherlock or this, Sherlock. this one-off? Not the one-off. I'm oh. just in general. Oh, yeah. He, he's uh, only seen uh, one episode. I've seen all of Sherlock oh, except damn. for this. Damn. God damn it, except for this. This is the only thing of Sherlock that I have not damn. seen. This is, this is what I get for not yeah, going to the house Me too. I'm a little bit excited. Often. I want to I get to this. Oh, yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah. It even does some referencing to what happens at the end of season three. I've heard, which yeah. is super weird because I've it's set. Things. I've heard things in the past. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? But is it? Is it? I don't know. Ba-dum-ba-dum. We just gotta watch it, guys. Yeah, I want to watch it. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's it for what's coming out new on DVD, Blu-ray, TVD, all that business. 
uh, go to your local video store. Sure. And get those get those right in your pockets. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz my right dad now. my dad gave me a speech because I was going to listen here, boy. Review, I was going to uh rent like I think it was like Mad Max Fury Road on uh on Apple TV and it's like $5 or something and he's like I could just go down the street and get the Blu-ray for $2 from the video store. And I was like, well, then go do it. He's like, I don't want to go anywhere. And I was like, well, then I'm going to spend $5 and just get it digitally. You know <laughs> that's, what? That's why you pay that much is because it's convenience. Yeah. On the way back, pick me up a sandwich. $5 total right there. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And you got food. Mm-hmm. You got a point there, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. All right. When we come back, uh, we will be reviewing The Revenant. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo? Definitely talk about poo. And you, if, you, if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to RadioBrendo.com or go to our page on BenviewNetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. thing to do is track a new course back up online. Then what we gonna do? Sit out there like a bunch of goddamn ducks? You and your half-breed son get to walk on out? I'm talking to you. thing to do would be to finish him off quick. He's to be cared for as long as necessary. I understand. Get away! What happened? We did what we had to do. He was buried right. My boy, and he took him from me, you understand? He's afraid. He knows how far I came to find him.
The Revenant. <laughs> Directed by... How do you not know this name? Golden Globe winner, Alejandro I was, I was doing Gonzalez. some drama, but okay. Didn't he win an Oscar, too? In a Ritu, yes. Yeah, man, this guy's, this guy's doing well, some work. Birdman won Best Picture. Did it really? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I never saw that, though. But I've seen pretty much everything else he's done. Uh, I've so seen he, half of it. <laughs> here's, okay, st- Revenant starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, that one you Will Poulter, a, a, Dom Hoglison. Can I keep going? Revenant. There's a whole bunch of people. Lucas Haas. Oh, there Lucas he is. Haas. Like, come on, that's a... Ha- Come on. Yeah. Can I get one more? Um, you, you don't, you're not really going to say anything in the movie, but you're going to be in a lot of shots, <laughs> and you're going to have to be out in the cold. Is that something you'd want to do? Yeah, I didn't know Will Poulter was in this. That's, that, was a, that was a surpriser. Surpriser? Paul Anderson? <laughs> yeah. Is not, it the PT Wes variety? Forrest Goodluck? Not the PT? Anyway, uh, let me, because um, I, I didn't, uh, coming into this, I honestly didn't know how the hell I was going to even try and describe this film, but I think I'm going to be actually just pretty good. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, please. Man. A frontiersman oh. on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s fights for survival after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. That's, that's pretty it? good. That's Oh, that's so they're not soldiers? Good. They're just a hunting team? No, they're fur traders. Okay. But, I wasn't sure if they were like mercenaries. Well, see, the, the reason why that might be confusing is because during this time... But they have like rank. The, the forts are like bastions of civilization out in the wilderness. Mm. Yeah. So they would send army captains to garrison the fort and make sure everything was good. And traders would come out and do their work there. Yeah, yeah have, no, I got that. Donald Dixon was in charge of those yeah. men. Yeah. And he like had a rank within yep. the company, yeah. Like that was. But many of the people who are out there are usually ex. ex- and Tom Hardy was definitely an ex. Or Fitzgerald was his character's yeah. name. He was a he was an ex soldier. Definitely. Fitzgerald. Yeah. There was a lot going on there. F. Scott. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this in this movie. A lot going on. That was that was I think what surprised me the most because uh, going into this. Sure, maybe I wasn't super excited. Oh my god! No, oh god! No. I had to convince this guy. Yeah. Okay. At the theater, this guy. He, he wasn't the typical like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. But he was just like, I don't think I want to see this. I've seen him when fidgeting. I've seen him do it. Yeah. But and, and also the two and a half hour runtime. I was like, come on. But, there, but we, you've seen many movies yeah, of two and a half Chick-fil-A, hours. It was three hours. Yeah. When yeah, we had, that's with like the Chick Fil A. That was two and a half. Thrilling dialogue. This is. Really I knew good. it was gonna be very minimalist. Oh yeah. There's hardly any dialogue like, in this. Leo says, you know, maybe 20 words. I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I'm lowballing it. But some good heavy breathing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Jesus. You hear the hell out of his voice. <sighs> and that was the other thing in the trailer. I was like, oh, how much of this movie is just going to be Leo, like, making noises and scrounging around? Like, I'm, I'm not into A that. A lot of it. <laughs> you know, when I got into it, I don't yeah. know. It's like, uh, <laughs> he does that well. It was thrilling. Yeah, there was really something there. I, they kept it moving. That was the weird thing. Like, for, I think most films that are kind of in the style, it's they stagnate. Yeah, but but somehow, because of the way that uh, the characters like combine and split up, you're following so many different things happening at the same time, but you're invested in each of them pretty much equally. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, for a while, I thought I was watching kind of like a uh, like those axe axe tree guys, one of those like documentary, you know, reality shows. That's what I thought I was oh, watching. Like the people who fell trees. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I could see that. And uh, because it was like. Pretty much nonstop action, even though nothing is really being said, and 
and it it this movie takes its time pretty much with everything except for eh, maybe at the end <laughs> not so much but it's still i think very well at the end mm-hmm. yeah it's got it's got a good deliberate pace mm-hmm. and you're right the way it splits up with the different people so the only time we're watching someone is when something important is happening yeah and if, man a lot happens which for i mean for um what is his name glass for leo leo's character glass where he everything that happens to him is important in a sense because it's just how does he make it through the next thing through the next thing through the next thing but um, and, it, and it sets that up in the beginning of the movie because he says to his son when he saves him from that village mm-hmm. as long as you can take a breath take a breath and fight yeah and you see that that is the mantra he lives by mm-hmm. through how he survives in this film yeah yeah and uh i don't know i really um i was glad uh, uh i made a note of how much i enjoyed dom hogleason oh he's great he he's he's in charge of this expedition in a sense and he he kind of um before everything befalls glass he's deferring to him because glass knows the area and so when the bear attack happens, he's like, well, I don't know what to do now. Like, he really doesn't know how to get through, you know, the snow and the They just have hardship. a map. And yeah. they know, like, oh, this is the direction he told us we should go. We're going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked his, uh, at least, the, like, the, the backstory of his character in the sense that, like, okay, he was a soldier, but also... Son of a doctor. Yeah, so maybe he came from money. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe that Fitzgerald doesn't give him... Fitzgerald even says that. When they split up, he goes, I wish my dad was uh, rich so I could have bought myself an officer position. Mm-hmm. Like, he says that to himself as he walks away. Yeah. But, it, like, you can see that he, for the, like, yeah, pretty much everyone uh, falls in line with him. Like, he has yeah. good hold over everyone. And, and, and when, when the shit gets going, he's not afraid to just throw down. So yeah. it's like, he's a very interesting character. That he has the respect of his men. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just a position. Mm-hmm. And the performance is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you you kind of get the idea like the the men like dwindle really quickly. Like oh, it starts with they whatever start like thirty forty forty five. I think yeah, you said, and then they lose like thirty three. I don't know. Right I away. wasn't counting. And by yeah. the time they split up, there's only ten of them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it gets it gets it gets hard real quick. I mean the I mean the trailer. You kind of you know about the whole you know business of uh, of what happens with the glasses son hawk. kind of from the yeah with hawk from the trailer yeah. uh it's it's because uh, that kind of sets him off on his journey to not just survive but revenge he's perhaps. got a reason to live yeah. before that like he was trying to mm-hmm. but man that's that is his fire that is what sets him to action mm-hmm. yeah i uh, think that's what i really liked about this movie it, it's 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 a, a western in a sense but it's like also a revenge story and that like at its core that's what it really is there's not much dialogue going on and and it's just very simple very basic and it's done so well mm-hmm. and it feels like you're in these places mm-hmm. oh yeah well i really enjoy um i mean carrying over from from birdman the really deliberate camera work that happens in this film where a shot will will stay Leader. for yeah. a, a while or you know it won't there, it, even it won't sometimes you don't want to see it <laughs> yeah it's it gets pretty nuts and and i've i've never seen i mean this this is uh i heard someone else say this uh jeff canada actually said this when he saw the movie last month mm-hmm. he said the camera sits in a place where i've never seen a camera sit it's not above it's not eye level it's sitting at about waist height and it's looking up at people mm. and 
because of that viewpoint, you can see the entire environment, but you're seeing it from this weird position, mm-hmm. and it always feels close. Yeah. It feels like That's... when when you're in the room with these people, it feels like you're in the room. It doesn't feel like the camera's up in a corner mm-hmm. looking at the whole room. Mm-hmm. When when Doomhole Gleason and Leonardo DiCaprio are sitting inside the doctor's hut, it feels like you're sitting at the table with them. Mm-hmm. And I've never felt that way in a film before. Well, I, another weird thing that I, I saw someone uh, mention online was that uh, specifically that moment um, in the bear attack oh. when uh, uh, Glass is just laying there and the bear comes up and like kind of sniffs his head. The fog, like the camera lens fogs, even though it's, I mean, it's not a real bear. We know it's not a real, like at this moment we're like, but we're so into it. It's just so weird. And it breaks a fourth wall, but it also like puts you right there in the middle of like, yeah, this is a bear right here. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's, incredible. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a strange technique and yet it, it really works. Cause I've never seen a, uh, a camera glass fog up on purpose well they do like you a similar technique that they do in films is where and they do a little bit in this one where like blood will splatter on the camera Mm -hmm. like that's that's an action movie thing and they kind of do it in this film a little bit Mm -hmm. but the fog is like taking it to like a different weird level yeah yeah it's making you feel it makes you feel like you're really close to what's happening you see that a lot in video games but not in movies yeah yeah. exactly well, video games are like that's the point of view style. Yeah, it's, and this yeah. one, it's like there's not really it's not really a point of view except, um, like th- maybe I, it is. Like it's just so I, weird. I, th- I think that's why. <laughs> like I, I felt like it was like a reality series in a sense that like you get these very close up shots, but then um, in in these shots you're also getting the what's behind him, and then you then there's like this grand kind of like it's a very wide shot and you see guys out in the open or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and everything I just think is shot like really well. Like you get like, you really get a good sense of the world that they're in and, and just the elements and how it wreaks havoc um, in, in all different facets, whether it's, you know, you can see, Oh man, look at all these trees covered in snow and, or these trees are barren. There's nothing on them. And you can see how, um, because there's nothing on them, no nothing to cover. Mm-hmm. They're getting like just covered in snow. They're just in the elements yeah. at all times. And I would almost liken this to like the director of this film made the craziest Disney ride ever. <laughs> because if you, if you think about it, like when the, you're at these lo- wide shots, they reminded me of like soaring over California. Hmm. But when you think of the glass fogging up, like just imagine the Captain EO theater where it was like breaking the wall where it's like you're being hit with air and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you take that to the next level, then you're going to feel the hot air of that bear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the seats would shake. You know what I mean? Like those 4D theaters where the seats shake and everything like that. This film puts you so personally into each scene mm-hmm. without having to do any of that. And that's incredible. I also love the like there were some really like surreal shots of trees oh, because of the whole there's a there's a quote that that he gets from his wife about the tree about the trees where you think you know you stand behind a tree and as long as it's got strong roots no matter what the branches are doing it's like you're you'll be safe and so he's lying on his back and we kind of like the camera looks up with him and as the and you see as these the, trees are just going crazy yeah. like you can't imagine that these trees are standing upright and they're going to keep standing upright but they got strong roots like they're fine but it's, because at, it's because so insane. Up to that point, we've only seen ground level with them, and the trees aren't even moving. Mm-hmm. 
But as soon as he looks up from from his his bed, you're seeing them just like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's in, it's incredible, especially with what's happening in that scene. Yeah, well, they they do it a couple of times where you get kind of the idea of like trees are like something like trees are more they're than solid. what they. I yeah. mean, well, they're, especially they're completely that, surrounded by them initially. Like when you first encounter them, it's kind of an ob- obstacle course. Like yeah. they use them as cover. It's mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But and they're used to good effect in, in some of his dreams and stuff like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we can talk about later in yeah. the, the, the discussion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I think, I don't know. I've, I'm, I've been around friends more and more who've been like getting unlocked fire sticks and stuff that are just watching all of these movies illegally at home. You're, you said like a weird couple of words right there that I don't know if... <laughs> Like it friends. Took, it took me a second to unlocked fire sticks. You've never heard I, that? No, like I know. Amazon it, fire I know, stick? I know. It took my brain yeah. had to unlock it, the code came down from my brain okay. and said, This makes sense there, now. There are people jailbreaking those those, you know. They're, they're, it's a streaming Chrome device. Stick. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it with like Chromecast too. Yeah. And yeah. and so people are watching these films before, you know, while they're in the theater, even before they come out in in theaters. Mm-hmm. And man, this is such a movie that you need to see on a big screen. Mm-hmm. It is the, the especially the sound, mm-hmm. like it's been a long time since I felt like I was in a place, and it did it because of its cinematography and because of its sound design, and it, even on a good sound system at home, it's just not the same, man. Yeah, like, I I fully believe that the theater going experience is important and integral to some of these big movies, especially Hateful Eight. Like seeing it in the Roadshow, seventy mm-hmm. millimeter with the intermission, it just felt so old school and. Just to lose that sucks. Yeah. Like, go see this in. I, I had thought about view, that. I have um, to say, go see this in the theater. I had I had thought about that when we were sitting in the theater, and you know they they, they do the the THX all around you nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And whenever I, I I whenever I hear that, I'm like, this is actually not a good demonstration of seven point one. I always go back to. It um, feels dorky. It feels like. Oh, yeah, it's very cheesy. And like the the balls that are bouncing, or whatever they don't, it's not. It doesn't really feel set right. up as popular yeah. as proper, and it's not even just that theater. It's other theaters that I've heard that in. Mm-hmm. But I go back to um, Pan's Labyrinth, where um, Guillermo del Toro does. He does a really oh, he deliberately just, yeah. does um, um, stuff with sound in that movie to to get you to be like where because he in in his in the commentary in that in that movie. He he said I um, like specifically made some of the scenes for people who have home theater, mm-hmm. and so you can be sitting and, and thinking, well, where where is this coming from? You know, it started here, now it's over there, now it's you know whatever behind it's, you exactly to your left, to your right, behind you. And th- then I was like, man, you know, I I, I don't know, I, that, this seven point one thx whatever that's nonsense. But then the movie gave me that. And I was like, this is really good. A lot of the different things you just hear it around. The, the environmental sounds come up in yeah. some of the scenes, and you're like, "I, f- this feels like I'm in the forest." Yeah. Oh, some of the man. winds are just so violent, and you're just like, "Man, how, how are they not all just covered in snow?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. So go see it, Andrew. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Don't watch the trailers, Mister. I didn't like they it. They may turn you off. No, I. Uh, I don't even want to say like it's, just it's you the, see the trailer so many times and and I get so tired of you know oh based on a true story it's oh like, man yeah, there this was one's, more of those trailers before this one yeah it's like whatever the, I mean this one is based in part on a true story of a guy that this happened to sure fine um, and then I I also felt like this the way that this trailer was set up I was like okay so 
he wants revenge. So what? Like I just I I didn't care. And this it actually it's an entirely different experience. Uh, and it feels silly to have to say this, like, oh, going and seeing the movie. It's entirely different from just watching the trailer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a dumb, really? but also at the same time, no. it's like, like, you think of all the movies that you watch the trailer and you go, and okay. And that is the movie. And that is the movie. Yeah, and exactly. It sucks. It, and I mean, sure, maybe you feel like, oh, well, you should have trusted him. You love Birdman. Like, yeah, I love Birdman, but come on. You can't do Birdman every year. I mean, the interesting thing <laughs> but about But apparently tra- you can't. Like, I don't know. It's like, this. he really cares. Like, this guy, yeah. you know, uh, Inuritu, he really wants to make good movies and he really pushes himself and he pushes the actors. Oh, my God. And, it, you know, it comes out into an experience where you 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 went on this journey and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm I'm right there, and it's, it's not even so much the revenge that matters; it's survival. It's it's, it's the, uh, uh, in a weird way justice. I mean, mm-hmm. frontier justice. The, right, the, the yeah, hateful yeah. eight coming yeah, in again. Exactly, it's like yeah. it's there's so many different things at work here. Where uh, like the little, I mean, the little side character, like Will Poulter, his little uh, Bridger character. Mm-hmm. It's like there's that scene where you know he's pointing the gun at Fitzgerald, and the way that that camera goes back and forth between the two of them is just like you're right there. And it's so dangerous. And you see how long that barrel is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's it really puts you right in the middle of like other characters. Like, and I'm like, okay, well, good. We're not just following Leo. We're, we're getting a full spectrum and oh, it's yeah, fleshing out the entirety of this world. That is right. I never thought about it. If you just take the trailer in as to what that movie is, yeah. it's just Leo's story. And it's yeah, so I'm much more like, than that oh. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's one like, of the things I liked about the trailer though is everything in the trailer except for a couple scenes, mm-hmm. like are just the beginning of the film. Yeah, you pretty much... Uh, the trailer goes up to, you know, right after the bear attack and then, like, a little bit of his journey. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Just snippets here mm-hmm. and there. But, I mean, it's just the beginning of the film. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so I liked it. Yeah, I liked it, it a good. lot. Are those snippets of him crawling or of him crawling? <laughs> him or crawling him, or and crawling. then him eating gross things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, see this in a, in a theater. It is incredible on the big screen the theater that i went at like had the projection brightness turned down which they do to save their projector so they don't have to replace it so often so that was super annoying but even even with that even knowing that the image was not as good as it should have been still gorgeous it was just gorgeous that was just the people at the theater trying to let you know how dark this movie oh man the trailers were on i could barely see what was happening in the trailers or in the little like we're gonna sell you stuff Mm -hmm. did you so you weren't able to see i love robots no. Okay. I love robots. Oh no, I could see that. Okay. That was bright as heck. But then the movie came on and it wasn't as I bright. I love that old lady so uh, much. She's so great. I just want to I just want to see every movie with her. Um Yep. So I guess we were saying go see it. Go see it. Okay. Go see it. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. What's coming out new in theaters? Yeah, I want to know. We got Ride Along to Dose. Wait, Electric to where? Ride Aloo. Ride along to where? Oh, ride along. Ride along to to a ride along. Ride along to ride along. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen hours. The secret soldiers of Benghazi. No, that's how long the ride along. Really was? hate that name. Yeah. It should I, just be thirteen hours. I I liked um, Zero Dark Thirty. Is this a sequel? That how that works? <laughs> yes. Well, th- is this Zero the, Dark Thirty sequel sorry, is this, thirteen hours? This is what's coming out in theaters. Riffing edition. Excuse me. Is this the prequel sorry. to twenty five hours? <laughs> no, I'm I'm the one riffing, man. Norm of the North, Ugh. Band of Robbers in limited release, and also in limited release, the Benny Factor. Before we play, guess the ending. 
Let's give out some thanks, starting with Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. We got that from the YouTube Audio Library. Go to youtube.com slash audio library for that. Yay. If you like our logo, you check out Justin Keys on it, Agents of Guard, Agents of Guard, Agents of Guard, Agents of Guard. Sorry, I'm doing my auctioneer voice. <laughs> That's Justin Keys on Agents of Guard. Check it out. Shut Up Leonard is a podcast that I do with Matt Benson. <laughs> it's pretty much oh my God. It's pretty much done, guys. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. I don't know what you're gonna do with your life. But here's the thing: don't drop it from your feeds. We got some more specials coming to you, but it's a secret, so I didn't tell you that. You heard it from someone else. Uh, another podcast that I do with uh, Matt Benson and David King is called Pick Your Path. Pick it. Season one is up for your listening pleasure. It's a choose your adventure style enhanced podcast where you, the listener, get to make choices in a story that we have uh, written out and had read for you. For your ears, uh, it's in the style of the old uh, Choose Your Own Adventure Story Times. Adventure Story Times? And uh, go check that out. BenVianArt.com slash BYP. If Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograb.org, uh, which is his website, and his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Jordan? I play video games on camera. And camera. What am I... I think I'm doing Just Cause 3 again because that's super fun and it's just me blowing up stuff for two hours. So uh, come by on Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, to twitch.tv backslash Weekly. Follow us on Twitter at GA Weekly and definitely check out the website GamerAssaultWeekly.com. You might love what you find there. And uh, be sure to go to nvpodcast.com for you know more of our stuff. Email us nvpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at nvpodcast. And for all the podcasts on the Benview Network, go to benviewnetwork.com. Uh, Matt, you're in one of them? Uh, soon soon to be in a, another episode. <laughs> soon to be a regular regular uh-huh. occurrence. Si, senor. Yeah, Grissom on the Run is what it's called. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. it's a great podcast. I've, some and, might say uh, it's podcast to end all podcasts. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to tease too much, but maybe Jordan's got something coming up. Yeah, I've got something in the works. Uh, we don't have to say too much. More like it <clears throat> twerks. You might be able to listen to it at the end of this month. Jeez, that's... Here we go. Yep. Uh, all right, so now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. He gets mauled by a bear. <laughs> I believe Jordan's up first. I'm doing Ride Along too. Directed by Tim Story. That's pretty ridiculous that someone named Tim Story... He's, he's a director a real from movies. Person. I know he's real, but he's got a silly name. And he's my friend. No, he's not. Uh, starring Ice Cube uh, and Ice T and shut up. <laughs> Ice s- Squared. Literally shut up. <laughs> Kevin Hart, Tika Sumter, and Benjamin Bratt. As his wedding day approaches, Ben heads to Miami, 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 with his soon-to-be brother-in-law, James to bring down a drug dealer who's supplying the dealers of Atlanta with product. So. Oh, is that that kind of product? Why did you sniff? Uh, my nose also product. itched at the same time. So For your listening pleasure. <laughs> my nose is very itchy, guys. I, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. You don't, don't talk about my problem. So uh, <laughs> they go down there, and unfortunately, because every film needs to be like The Hangover, there's a wedding day looming, and... Uh, it's just basically Kevin Hart being a dork. One night in Ice Georgia. Cube being cool. And um, the crazy thing is uh, it slowly changes into like a Straight out of Compton sequel. And uh, Tupac show up. You're like, wait, I thought this was 2015. It's not. Uh, they hot tub time machine back. <gasps> and it becomes 
Straight Outta Compton 2, Tupac and Biggie edition. Well, I mean, with I some s- Snoopy. Okay, I doggy. don't mean to be a pedant. Full title is Right Along to uh-huh. Compton. Compton. Yeah. Mm. Right Along to Compton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just basically just a bunch of cool people rapping <laughs> and their misadventures. Kevin Hart doesn't know how not to be a dork, though. So uh, Ben is just trying to be cool, trying to hang out with these rappers that he's I- idolized his whole life. And um, he changes history. He saves both Biggie and Tupac. He and is one of the rappers. The irony of it. Yeah. And uh, is it irony or is it ice cubery? There you go. <laughs> and uh, when it when it comes down to it, you know, they they come back through the hot tub time machine, and the entire world has changed. You know, and it, uh, he's not marrying the same woman. When he comes back, uh, he shows up at the wedding and the woman who comes down the uh, aisle is a completely different person. And he looks at the camera and he's like, no, no, we got to go back. And that's, that's how the movie closes. Got to go back to what? Compton. Compton. There you go. City of Compton. All right. Give, what are you doing, man? Matthew. Uh, uh, I am doing the band. Now that you've said it, it's hard for me not to call it Band of Brothers. Yeah. A Band of Robbers. It's in limited release. A directed, a dual directing here. We've got, uh, hold, on, hold on, Adam Knee and Aaron Knee. Are those brothers? Uh, the, the K is not visible. I thought they were the Knights of Knee. That's Knee here or there. Starring Kyle Gowner, Adam Nee. That's a little, that's a little something. What? Uh, Matthew Gray Goobler, and Hannibal (laughs) Burris. The only name I recognize in here. Oh my god. Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn are grown men still searching for the hidden treasure that has eluded them since their childhood. All right. So. You, uh, th- this movie starts out with flashbacks of Huck, Huck and, uh, and Tom doing their shenanigans when they were younger, just running the woods and, and the wildlife, just doing their thing, you know, just getting into the shenanigans and having all of them great adventures. Up the river sometimes they do, you know, they live that life. And, and then... It cuts to present day. Tom and Huck ain't got no job. Sitting on the couch. Hands in their pants. Mm. You know, food everywhere. And Tom says to Huck, Hey, Huck. Huck says, Yeah. Remember that time when we got that uh, bear hat and then we scared the people in the neighborhood with it? My goodness. <laughs> you, you still got that thing? Of course I got that thing. And then they go look for it. And then at the end of the, at the, end of the movie, you realize their mom had thrown it out because they're adults still living with their mother. And, you know, she's going to eventually throw out stuff because she needs space for, um, I don't know, the, the dinosaur that <laughs> is, it, also, is it like Dude, Where's My Car? But yeah, they can't say, find their thing? Yeah, pretty much. That's an alternate title, Dude, yeah. Where's My Hat? Yeah. Also, I just had forgotten how much of your guest the ending is voice based, <laughs> character based. Yeah, you forgot about that, right? I forgot. It's how, so much and fun. And it's so great. Yeah. 
Thank you. It's always, a, it's always a treat. It's always a treat. <clears throat> All right. I will be guessing the ending for The Benefactor, directed by Andrew Renzi. Uh, you know him? Yeah, of course. We, we, we met at the Andrew Club. Brotherhood of Andrews. Yeah, starring, thank you, starring Theo James, Dakota Fanning, Richard Gare, and Clark, <laughs> Clark E. Peters. What? Uh, philanthropist meddles in the lives of newly married couples in an attempt to relive his past. Hmm. All right, so here we go. Here we go. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Okay, so of course, Richard Gere is the philanthropist, right? <sighs> um, but he's kind of like fallen since his, his heyday. Uh, and so you kind of um, you kind of find all this out in the beginning, and you find out about the married couples, and you find out how he's trying to interfere in their lives. But it kind of seems weird. He's like he's not really like he meets them, but he pretends he's someone else. And it's like why you know what is he up to? Like what, what is he up to? You don't really know what he's up to. And then when you get to the like the climax of the film, you find out that he has taken from uh, uh, like two or three. I don't remember how many it is, but there's several newly married couples. Like something that they want. Well, Liam Neeson is pissed. And he, uh, but it could be, sometimes it's an item. Sometimes it's a memory. Sometimes it's a dream. Uh, uh, because he's not any old regular philanthropist. He's some kind of like magical entity philanthropist. A meddling one. Uh, and so he takes from them uh, these things that they, that they, they want, that they, that they need. And uh, then when it, when, they, when it comes to that moment where they realize that's what they're missing, mm-hmm. he goes to them and makes a deal. Ooh. And he makes deals with each of them, and we kind of see how these deals play out. And at the end, uh, I mean, it's kind of implied at the end that he's the devil. That it's makes kinda, sense. Kind of heavy implication going on there. Uh, but it, of course, they live it you know nice and vague enough that maybe you think oh, maybe he's not quite a uh, the devil, but some kind of other uh, d- demonic. He's the harbinger. Force. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real head scratcher. It's a real thinker. It's a real put on your cap and sit on it. Kind is, of it a, is, it a, is it a mover and a shaker? Uh, no, definitely not. Doesn't move, doesn't shake, just is. Uh, but yeah, Richard Gary's doing a lot of these thinkies. Thinkies. That's it. That's the end. So now we can end the guessing. Yay. Um, I actually kind of want to watch The Benefactor, hoping that it's my ending. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm kind of into that. Kind of into that. That'd be cool. Uh, anyway, uh, if any of those endings are correct, feel free to email us. Uh, what are you going to do next week? 13 hours? Yep. Okay. Uh, that ben was Benghazi. Benghazi. Hey, Benghazi. Hey, Benghazi. Sure. So, until next week, is that how I do this? Uh, this has been episode 258 of uh, Nerds Eye View. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Benghazi. <laughs> and I'm Jordan. Remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes up to you and says, I'm going to bury him right, don't believe him. Amidala? That wouldn't have worked. I'm sorry, I made a joke and it didn't work. Because that was her first name. Yeah. Well, Padme Amidala, right? No. What is? How does her name work? How do names work? I don't know. Squirt, Squirt Jevron Ott. Isn't it Am? That's your name now, right? Yeah, that's my name now. Amidala. Now, now and forever. Was it Amidala? Wasn't it Padme? Was her first name? Padme was her first name because that's what Padme uh, Amidala. That's what. What's uh, her sure, name? Amidala was her title.
All right, let's get down with this discussion. So George Lucas obviously stole the uh, Bantha thing from the stories of, of this guy's well, life. Well, yeah. Oh, Because that uh, yes, really yeah. happened. Because this really happened. Like, <clears throat> yes, it's all based on his life. First of all. But that is a true thing that he did in me, order to survive. Let me say how literally breathless I was when he rode that horse off of that cliff. Which I and I was like, oh yeah, this is in the trailer, but I completely forgot. And it's just so great in that moment because he's trying to get away, and I'm like, and you How realize the hell is he gonna get away, and you realize the horse is gonna do that because a horse wouldn't normally do that. You yeah. try and ride a horse off the cliff, they're they're they they're self preserving enough they won't. It was but the, the snow. horse got shot by the arrow oh. right before he got to the and cliff. But talk, I thought it was also the snow. Well, I mean, it's the snow, obviously, because yeah, he could not stop. Like right, that horse was trying to stop when it was going full speed right before they got to the edge of the cliff. Mm. It you see an arrow going into its flank. Oh my god! And that's why it jumped. Yeah, and that's and and he lands like on it. He hits a tree at first, which you see the the tree snow covered. And you you see like you can his, see the path down the, path the tree, down the tree that he where takes. he went because yeah. there's no snow on it anymore. That's I such a like, cool thing. Literally breathless, and then and then uh, you get down there, and he looks at that horse, and I go, "Is he gonna bantha this? He's gonna Is, bantha it." I was like, "Oh, dude!" If you look up the story of this guy's life, he really did it. Like that's one of the main things. Sure. Where do you think George Lucas got the idea from? <laughs> look, it's. <laughs> It makes sense. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. My dad got out of there and he went, oh, man, they stole from Star Wars. And I went, Dad, there's a chicken and egg thing, Dad. <laughs> well, Star Wars did happen a long, long time ago. Where, where, where do, <laughs> in the galaxy Star Wars far, also stole from things. Far away. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like George Great Lucas historical st- things. Stole from everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was like, oh, man, that scene. Yeah. When he goes off that cliff, I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I was like, why didn't you take some of the meat and cook it? But I, you got to get going. Yeah. You gotta yeah, get going. He had, he had to, to keep get moving. out of there. Well, and him, and when he woke up that morning, and it it's was a like feast. Damn it! You haven't eaten in forever. He was kind of frozen inside. The well, it was, was frozen around him. Yeah, he had to crack out of it. <laughs> so crazy. So gnarly. Uh, like imagine if you know, because he he had poked his head out a little bit so he could you know, um, but imagine if that if just it closed froze and it, froze solid and, and you're just like suffocated to death. Every time he was just severing and severing to open it, I was like, oh, rib cage, rib cage. I was like, whenever I well, no, he heard yeah. it right at the end. You hear him go crack, crack it open. Yeah, I was he just cracks like, yeah. it open. Oh. Whew. that is a whoo boy. That's a time. And the stuff he takes out of there, yeah. I could hear my dad two seats over go, <laughs> as he's like pulling oh. handfuls. I covered my eyes multiple times during this film because of just grossness. <laughs> just hey, like man. when times when people it's were like, legit. let me check on, on Glass's wounds. And it was like, oh, God. Yeah. Or, or when he uh, patched himself around. up oh, with the gunpowder. Wow, that was awesome. That was yeah. amazing. When that he was, was so good. When he put it on his neck, I went, oh, no, you're, you're not going to. It, yeah, you gotta cauterize no, it. Don't do that because he went like, to breathe. Yeah. to take a drink and, and blood came. came well, not but, but like and the, the camera come neck. out of his neck. Yeah. But the camera neck. doesn't cut at all during that no. entire process. That's no. the great the camera, thing about the it. The camera does not cut. Yeah, no, the camera does film. not cut it at all. <laughs> that battle, that last fight was no cuts, pretty much. And I knew things were gonna get crazy when they do that initial rollover, and he just brings the tomahawk down and cuts off two of his fingers. Oh yeah, yeah. immediately. I was like, oh, this is where we're going. Okay. Oh, you know. um well, I guess I, uh, it makes sense that I didn't talk about it during the review. But uh, uh, the whole, um, I was a little bit worried about the, you know, like, oh, the native people are chasing the, you know, the hunters out. Like, this is going to get a little, like, 
Yeah, like oh, it explains it. But no, it explains it really, really quickly and actually pretty well. They're looking for and it ties a, it up a daughter, yeah. the daughter of one of the main dudes. <clears throat> and then you're kind of was she the girl at the end that looks at him? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And she's the one that he saves from the yeah. French. That's the same, oh, that's the, the same woman. Yes. It's the oh, only I didn't know reason he doesn't get killed. In that. The only reason, yeah, that makes sense. That the makes sense for the ending. Then well, I'll, I'll let his fate her. go. Well, elsewhere. and the crazy thing is, so they they're gonna go talk to I don't remember what tribe they are. They call them. There's the Re and the Pawnee. Yeah. Okay, so it's the Re. The Re is what's chasing. Them. Yeah. And uh, the the re uh, they're like okay we're gonna trade with the Frenchmen to get more horses and guns and it's the only reason why they attack them is because they were looking for the daughter in the first place oh yeah like yeah they do steal but they don't usually kill everyone and they didn't like think that. it was the Frenchmen and then it is the Frenchmen it's the Frenchmen it's that's like Franks. oh god like yeah how like that's so terrible that's horrible that they're you know it's who they're trading with and they had like a, a weird little you had like a scene where they discuss honor like for a brief second it's super weird and you're like why are they talking about it? and then it all makes sense later. Yeah. Uh, and and the crazy thing is that in a in a weird way you can look at it like um, glass. It's not necessarily that his motive was to save that girl, mm-hmm. but it was that this was a man alone and he had a gun and he could surprise him. Yeah. Like that was kind of yeah. his motive. It was it was both. Yeah. It I was, mean, it worked out. He cares about the indigenous fine, people yeah. because of his his history. Yeah. And if he can help, if he can help someone, he will. But when push comes to shove and they get separated, he goes his own way. Like yeah, he doesn't chase after not, anything. He's not like gonna. He, but I've, his goal was to he's get got that his horse. own quest. He went for that guy because he was distracted and had a gun that he could yeah. steal. And then it all worked out fine that he was just and you, like and I saved and the you lady. You saw Who cares? as they separated, right? She cut. Well, no, yeah, he tr- yeah he trusted her with a with a weapon. Yep. He was like and yeah she you, you she did this. what she said she was gonna do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She made but, eggs. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. Yeah, but he needed that horse too. He's like, I need a horse. Yeah, he said. Well, that was his friend's horse. Before one, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. They, the Frenchman killed his friend. <sighs> Man, Whew. that was bad too. Wow, that was it. Was like a whole bunch of bad stuff going on. Like he yeah. couldn't catch a break. And now, I mean, they were basically on the same quest, except he wasn't out for revenge. He was just trying to go, go find more of his people. Oh yeah, his that friend. that guy said uh, revenge is in God's hand or something. Yes, yeah, that was a good. Which is the only reason why he doesn't kill Fitzgerald at the yeah, end. Yeah, he drops him in the water, gives him to the people. Finally, he gets scalped all the way. All the way. I think his story is crazy too, and I now, thought Tom Hardy was really good what, for him. Oh, here's a question that I have. So Fitzgerald scalped. Yeah, what's his name? He's off the yeah. reservation, my friend. Uh, at that point, yeah. But be- before that, what was that character's <laughs> name? Uh, Donald Gleason's character. Oh, um. All that guy have electronic devices. I'm doing devices. it right now. Hold on. Uh, and uh, Captain Andrew Henry. 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 There we okay. go. So yeah, he he scalps uh, uh, Fitzgerald. John, John Fitzgerald and Hugh Glass. Yeah, he he scalps Fitzgerald. Scalps Henry, and yeah. it was like, what the hell? Like that was so crazy. To He's me. but it's because but it's, it's a decoy. I mean, uh, first of all, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even a decoy. I just think. Oh, I guess that makes sense. He, he didn't eat that the you know the it's one of the ways that he think, could, yeah yeah okay, it's one of the okay. ways that he could kill him and then be like oh look obviously they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it well, that just, he was chasing the wrong path. It's further yeah. proof that uh, Glass was right. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't just gonna go south. Like he's he's scared. So he's going to the woods mm-hmm. and he's he's trying to hide. And like in that fear, that's why he does what he does. Like he's he's making all these series of bad decisions because of how afraid he is. Mm-hmm. And oh, and that um, no, but that's that's his character at the beginning of the movie. Yep. He, he's terrified. Like there okay, there's people chasing us and we don't know for certain that this guy knows exactly the way and it's probably smarter to be on the boat, but then you find out that the boat's not the best thing to be on. Yeah. 
And, and it's all it, about self-preservation, but it just shows that he's going to do whatever he can. He's completely selfish. Yeah. But I, for me, at the beginning of the movie, I just thought he was acting like, okay, this is I, I, I got to survive. And, yeah. and I don't think you guys are doing the best thing. No, for and, me, it's, it's when, when and they're... And he is the way he is because of the fact that he survived oh, being God. scalped and yeah. everything. Well, uh, when, when, there, when there's that scene where Fitzgerald and, uh, and Henry are like having a drink at, back at the fort... And Fitzgerald was like, oh, it's not my fault that you couldn't get your furs. I think I should get paid full because blah, blah, blah. Trying to get to Texas. Yeah. And he's and Henry says to him, hey, you signed a contract. And part of that was protection of your employer, protection of the goods, you know, all this. Mm-hmm. And just Fitzgerald's like, you know, he's like grumbling. And I was like, yeah, like you're. You're trying to like you're a jackass. Yeah, you're trying to like steal. Like I and then of course and then he does in that earlier scene where he you can tell he's listening to where is the safe mm-hmm. and all that. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this this guy's he's an a asshole. Shitty like, guy. He's the worst. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but I like that though. I like that that the film kind of clues you in by having you watch him listen. Yeah, there's something about I noticed this during this film especially. There's something about Tom Hardy that he can do with his eyes. And I don't know if he knows oh, that he's doing yeah. it. There's a lot where, going on with like, his eyes. He'll, for a second, his eyes will will be like you'll see that he's listening. It's weird, and then and he then you'll see with his eyes. plotting. Like it's, it, there's a switch that happens where he can go from like I'm just I'm I'm hanging out with you to be like I'm I'm thinking how I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was All like, right. yes, that sounds good. Like, no, whoa! Like they you. really this film because of the the way that the camera you know got up in people's faces. Yeah, you uh, got to see you everybody's really, face. You could really see Tom Hardy thinking. It was really something. Yeah, it was great. That was a really good. That was a good one for, for him. someone who liked to talk because he talked more than anybody else in this entire oh, film. Yeah. He they, a lot of his acting came through with everything else. Mm-hmm. Like what he was saying was almost never really what he meant. What yeah. he meant. No. Nope. Nope. He talked so much to throw people off. He was insane. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> became insane by the end of the movie for sure. Yeah. I I, I yeah I liked every time when he when he was on camera and when it was his scene I was okay. I, I liked his performance and it was really good. Yeah, I just wanted to see more of this character and what crap he was gonna do. I do also kind of like it, it. Wasn't really so much that he had any more motive than he wanted to get away with you know as much money as he could. So in that final moment of the fight where he says, "Killing me is not gonna bring your boy back," it's like yeah, he really doesn't like at this point. They're just they're just fighting. It's yeah. not like it's mm-hmm. not like if he kills you know Glass like he's gonna, gonna be good. he's gonna succeed in some way. It's mm-hmm. like. You know, now I just get to live some more. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. He just cares about survival. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. I mean, the money was a means to the end. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's so crazy. Uh, Glass has a lot of scenes where he's dreaming mm. about his past. Like a lot of his backstory gets filled. It's got them gladiator in those dreams. dreams. Mm-hmm. And I found it really interesting. Like because you find out why and how he killed the officer, which is how he got removed from the military mm-hmm. and everything. Um, well, it, he might have been removed before then because of uh, his affiliation. His affiliation with you the tribe. You got a baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, it made it seem like he was kind of with that crew. Well, maybe. I think he was a part of that army, hmm. and on his own, he kind of probably while he was stationed there developed his own relations. Yeah, that's kind of what I and then just and then right. as a part of their conquest, you know. They were told to remove those people. But how long of, was he stationed there? This guy, he's, like, he's got to be, were, what, 14, 15, something like that? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I mean, even a little bit older? But also think about the fact that, uh, well, the kid was pretty young, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Hawk. I feel like he was dreams, a teenager. Oh, in those dreams, in those yeah. In dreams, yeah, 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 yeah. he was very young. Yeah. So he could have been stationed that long. I feel like, I mean, I don't know, 
but based on Dances with Wolves. And then also Andrew Henry's, the captain's conversation about the fact that he's forgotten what his wife looks like. Mm-hmm. Like they're stationed out there for a long time. Yeah. Like he's, he, didn't they he's, say years? I thought they point, said yeah. a number of years that they were De- doing the fur. Many, many years. Yeah, like six. So, I feel like was the number. So when it, when it comes down to it, like he said, he was afraid he's not going to recognize his wife. Mm-hmm. That's how long they're out there. So it, that's more than enough time for Glass to meet someone and develop a relationship and eventually have a kid. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, his platoon or whatever is ordered to go through and move those people, and. During that time period, when the indigenous people did not want to move, they were forcibly moved. Yeah. And this was the worst way in which they were moved. So. Um, yeah, I thought it was very, there's that, that one uh, dream sequence moment where you see the wife get shot. Yeah. And a, a bird comes out of her wound. Yes. That's that really was gnarly. Something. That was really something. I was really. It's, it's yeah. sad, but also beautiful. Well, yeah, the symbolism. Her soul there. leaving. Yeah. Uh, and their connection to nature that would be the I, symbolism for the soul I thought very interesting the the parallel of seeing that all those scenes of of that village being destroyed and then the destroyed village that, that has come, come upon across. by Fitzgerald and Bridger mm-hmm. and then Bridger kind of gives food to that uh, to that woman and kind of helps her hide from Fitzgerald because yeah, he, he asks about the pigs yeah Fitzgerald wants to kill those pigs and eat them and yeah. I mean, wants, if, if we're talking about parallels can we just comment how cute it was that the uh, Hugh Glass died mm-hmm. and the bear died right on top of each other. Well, you bear, mean the, the bear, the bear and his cubs, the oh. bear and his cubs, and Hugh Glass and his. Well, he wears he see? wears he wears the bear mm-hmm. fur the rest of the movie. It was adorable. No, it was just it was that was I, I saw that and I was like that scene oh, he's dead so intense he's dead. for it to end that way it got audible laughs from people in the theater of just like yeah he went through all that. Kills the bear and then, and then the bear on lands on him. Yeah. Oh man. We had some people laugh at weird moments too. Yeah. I think you know what I've had it's that just before. Tension. Yeah. It's tension. Mm-hmm. It's to relieve tension. People don't know what else to do and in order to make themselves feel better. They laugh. I cry. Oh. And I piss myself. I just lot. scream. <clears throat> at the I know. Top of my lungs. I know. It's it's really uncomfortable. Is, you think is that why that lady was mad? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Every time the bear turned him over, I was like, oh, oh he's, he's, he's going to give it to you. He's yeah. going to, like, come, he's, he means business now. And she, the, yep. Mama bear. Mama yeah, bear, yeah, that's true, one. yeah. Oh, yeah, and that, oh, that scene also is very, like, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, because the camera's spinning around him, and he sees the cubs, and then he hears the, you know, the little grunt breath, and I was like, oh, God, he's right between... The bear and the, the cubs. Bear and the cubs. He's so in the he's, worst place. He's doomed. Yeah. He's just, I mean, you know it. You know it's coming, but it's just like, oh my God. It's painful. It's painful. Mm, yeah. But That's like that whole entire time when you don't see, it's just uh, glass and you don't, you hear the bears. Mm-hmm. And he I'm wondering. something's happening. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, are his guys going to come save him yeah. or is he screwed? Yeah. Is it the nick of time or, and, and you got to know that like with this director, he loves the brutal. He loves the, you know, like if you've ever seen Beautiful, the true to life. Uh, right? Yeah, you know, Amora's Perils. Like those movies are very brutal, and, and it's like, no, you're you're gonna get Did it. Did we have children in the theater? I feel like we were sitting near some children. I f- I, I I felt like I yeah. Really don't understand why people do that. So this strange. is not a family affair. No, no. I, I'm because I heard. Some, I mean, is a tale well, about when the family? when the baby bears went on screen. I heard some kind of ah, oh, like, and I was like, oh, that was the, that was noise. the crow in the rafters. Oh, okay. 
Nevermore. <laughs> that was the raven in the rafter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I got it. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? John Cusack, right? <laughs> okay, John Cusack. I mean, his connection... I mean, trees keep coming up over and over again. We get tons of shots of them. Uh, the wife's... Okay, uh, well, here's a... Here's the, a the mother of the child talks about it, and then when he he hugs his son mm-hmm. in a ruined church in the middle of the wilderness in that dream sequence. Well, yeah. And his and son becomes a tree. The tree. Yeah. It's just Oof. gorgeous, just beautiful symbolism. And the yeah. way the way the bell is is swinging mm-hmm. by itself but mm-hmm. there's no metal rod in it to make it actually ring mm-hmm. just i don't know if wow. that was like a set piece or that was cg but like that church and everything like the way that whole entire was designed was like it, it yeah now what what do you think of the, nice. the the kind of like pyramid or pile of uh were those cow skulls what yeah. were those supposed to be yeah, those yeah are, I think those they are, were right those are cow, but what was that supposed to mean like to him i didn't get that either that was that was the fact that like during this time, the the French and the British mm-hmm. are in there just killing everything. But they're, are the two piles supposed to represent like two different things? Because it was like there was a huge pile and then a kind of smaller pile next to it. I feel like I feel like one was supposed to represent the indigenous people, and the other one is representing the people who are invading mm-hmm. this this wilderness. Mm-hmm. And the fact that for every for every indigenous person that is it is uh, or every regular or sorry every person who has come to this place that is killed they kill many more like if just imagine the fact that that yes all these people on that expedition died in the beginning because one one woman was kidnapped yeah and it was also the wrong group of people mm-hmm. that they were going after well and i think there was just like and that is their communication issues well, as well yeah because they can't talk to each other that, usually yeah. but i mean that just tells you things are that bad that they I mean, he even says in the uh, in the thing uh, when they're doing the trading of those pelts to the French, he says, "You've taken everything." Yeah. So, because uh, glass has a connection to the indigenous people, that's why he sees his son turn into the tree. That's why he keeps seeing just this pile of dead in front of him, and he's got to try to come to terms with that because he's so obsessed with the revenge. All he sees is death in his dreams. And only because of his interaction with the the other Pawnee Native American that he mm-hmm. runs into and who takes care of him and helps him, does he come out on the other side and realize this is not what I should do because this is just a cycle. And it's more worse for the indigenous people than it is for the foreign invaders. So if I continue this cycle, it just leads to more killing. Now and and also, uh, do do either of you think that he survives? I hope so. Because I the mean, the, the w- native people they leave him. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't help or hurt him. Based based on everything else in the film, that well, we've we didn't seen. stay to the post credit scene. You'd made me leave. Oh there was no post credit <clears throat> scene. When, when it comes down to it, I feel that what the film tells us up to this point that he's had it way worse than he is at the end of that scene. The end of that scene, or the end of the movie cuts with him it fully clothed he's just been separated he's a good enough tracker that he can get back to his horse yeah but you got to think like the ramifications like the 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 culmination of everything can he withstand all of that like you know he withstood the first three quarters of the movie but then just getting slashed and beat the crap up by uh tom hardy dude he survived the bear attack and yes he's not fully healed but 
it shows how good of a tracker he is because he followed someone who had a day hit start on them. I'm, I'm also like gonna, he's going to be able to find his stuff. I'm going to throw out this theory that I read online, which I thought was pretty good. Um, that so at the end, it's very noticeable that the glass looks right into the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he 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 looks right out at us. And uh, a theory that I read online uh, that I actually thought was pretty good was that in a sense that that the camera um, in that moment is is death. And yeah. he's finally accepting it. It's been following him this entire, you know, And that's time. why the camera is so close all the yeah. time. It's because he's surrounded by death. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's breathing even after it's the credits. W- it's weird. It's or just, while uh, the credits are going. Yeah. W- yeah when it, the, just, it just seems really poignant to me that he looks at the camera. I he think, looks out at us. I think that would 100% be, I, A, I love that interpretation. Mm. But B, I think the fact that the breathing continues after. No, that's true. After yeah. this, it goes black. Mm-hmm. That I think he looks at death and says, "I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving up yet. I'm gonna keep breathing and keep fighting mm-hmm. because I can." I'm, I'm glad it didn't end either him dying or him being alive, and it was just that Im- ambiguity, you know. Mm-hmm. Because if his breath cut off when it went to black, mm-hmm. then 100, percent yes, he mm-hmm. gives in to death at that point. Well, well, sour then, did me. you guys also notice when the the so it came black and he spun a top? And then that was spinning. Oh, and then, and then right it before cuts it, right before it yeah, falls right before over? you can oh, yeah. see whether or not it fell over. Okay, Nolan, calm down. No, his name is Andrew. Andrew Nolan, calm down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Andrew and, Ryan Nolan. Andrew Ryan Nolan. Yeah. Uh, how crazy it would have been if we said that at the exact same time? Because I was totally <laughs> going to say oh. that. <laughs> you almost did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, I think I think we we got some good talking. It's beautiful. In on this film. Can I, a, I just... This is a real thinker. Okay, so I haven't seen a movie since Spectre. <laughs> and in, in that movie, there was some pretty badass action in that movie. Mm. This in movie Spectre? also... Yeah. yeah. And this movie also has some badass action. In yeah, it. Like, it does. That first... Uh, that first That first scene. war scene. Yeah. When they're yeah, getting that attacked battle. by the Native Americans. Yeah, they're just, just getting their asses into them. Oh, man. Just arrow after arrow. They're just like, hey, look out. And just done. Yeah, that person's just done. Some yeah. of the it's like, wh- wh- how how do you even begin to like fight that? Fight how do you that, yeah. prepare? And when um, Glass sees that guy up in the tree and takes him, is he's the one who sees the guy up yeah. in the tree? Yeah, yeah. takes yeah, him because, out because he sees the guy Ooh. get shot and he goes, "Wait, the angle on that was all we oh there he is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like that's pretty sneaky. Sne- no, got him. I mean, Glass is he's pretty clever. We see that throughout the film that he's pretty clever. I mean, as far as we can tell. He was. He either left the military or was discharged after he uh, killed, killed the guy officer. who was going to kill yeah. his son, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what he well, says. Who at killed one point. his wife? Yeah. Well, and he was also going said, to kill his son. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why he ends up doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a for revenge, and then B to also protect the B for the murder. Only, the only <laughs> and C for killing. For killing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you spell killing, right? Mm-hmm. Mortal combat. So flawless victory. So that means that in that time, his son is now in his teens. So we're talking maybe ten years or more. Well, Fitzgerald yeah. would say he's no man. Yeah, raise a man, not a so, pussy. So uh, there you go, boy. Uh, so that means that over a decade, he's been spending his life in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, he's he's the m- most well qualified person mm-hmm. to be doing it. That's why he was hired in the first place. Because he knows the area better than anybody. He knows how to survive. He knows the way of the people. Because mm-hmm. he was with the people for a while. And I say the people because that's what all the native, people want. That's what all indigenous people call themselves. Yeah. The people. We are the people. Yeah. Um, but it was good. 
those indigenous to this podcast would also call us. No. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, uh, w- w- on would, that you, note. W- would you guys <laughs> see it in the movie theater again? Because I would. I kind of want to see it again. I do. In a, in a, because <laughs> talking about how dim it was, like mm-hmm. I could tell. Yeah, you should watch it brighter, for sure. I want to see yeah. this in a better I, I was just amazed by a lot of it. Like It's so beautiful. <laughs> okay, was it a stuntman when he was just going downstream? I don't you think know? so. Uh, or was it him? Because that's a hell of a shot. Mm-hmm. And there's. I'd rather be set on fire if I was a stuntman. Or even I, if this I was, mean, you I've, know. I heard that he did pretty much everything. It's nuts. Some of these shots. Like, just think about the, the fact that if him going into the water to grab that fish in that one scene, how many times did they have to do that take to get it right? And you know what's well, you know what's and that is that is legit. Like, they are not on a set. Yeah. They are really out there in the winter. And those those furs, not wet, are 100 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's what they said. 100 pounds of furs that's why, that he was wearing. There's that one, like, early on, he gets out of the water. He had to, like, oh, he hit, he hid in the water. It was something like he had to hide in the water, and then he finally gets to get out of the river. And he just takes. Oh, that and they're shooting right arrows. It's, at it's him. right before he gets, goes to get the fish. Yeah, yeah. He does down that river that whole time, and yeah. then he comes oh, to get out, yeah, yeah. and he's got such and a so, hard time getting that bear and, fur and off. Because he's it's so just out of breath trying to get that fur off. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. hundred pounds real dry. Imagine how it was wet, Crazy. and he did it. <sighs> he's a champ. <laughs> so good, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna see it again because I like good things. I'm gonna convince the missus to see it. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch the trailer like 14 more times just to piss this guy off. Honey, this is how much uh, I love I'm fine you. Now, now that I've seen the film, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. If 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 the yeah, no, I'm fine. I went with my father, and after the movie, I was like, my mom would have really liked this movie. Huh? Yeah, I might see it again with her. Yeah. All right. So if you made it this far, uh, thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.